they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. Wednesday night, and I get to see you all again. <laughs> Welcome to Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. You just decided you were going to do that intro like it, it, it one ha- second before you did it. Didn't it, you? it happened. It, it just happened. I, I had was no, drawing pictures here. I had no idea what just went on. But are you ready for the total BFE? Um, Google BFE because this is it. This is the bass fishing experience. Right here, right now on Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Hey, let's let's get it rolling. We got another bowl full of bowl full of dumplings worked up for you tonight. Uh, this dude, dumplings. dumplings uh, this dude right over here uh, on my on my left hand side. I'm going to pass the duchy on the left hand side, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is a lover of all things feline. This is my pal right here, J P. Hi. What? Huh? What? Huh? What? I'm clapping. What's up, guys? clapping for you. Wow. It's his birthday. Everybody say happy birthday to JP. Every day. Every day is JP's birthday in, in Kitty Land. Thank you. We all go to Kitty Land every day. Uh, this guy right here, uh, the artist formerly known as Ryan Whitaker, he is now right. simply known na- globally throughout the uh, intergalactic uh, planetary system. As popcorn. This is popcorn right here. Caramel corn. Caramel corn. Uh, Yeah, I changed it to caramel corn, actually. Yes. Yes. More savory. And I am Leon Sandcastle, apparently, (laughs) according to You are Leon Sandcastle. I am Leon Sandcastle. The the resemblance is uncanny. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, uh, another another stellar show worked up. And and I got to tell you, I'm really stoked about this one. Um, one of my longtime heroes coming on the show. Uh, this guy has been there, done that, 
pound them basses, and he's coming back. This guy right here, uh, Terry Brown yeah, from, wi- from Wired to Fish. Wired to Fish, Terry Brown. He's coming on. And uh, there's an old saying that goes, uh, if you can't duck it, that's right. Then it's Boy Duckett, and Boy Duckett's coming on. <laughs> Woo! Stole my joke. I did. Right out from underneath you. Boy Duckett, Bassmaster Classic champion, all-around bass and superstar coming on the show. And, uh, and later, uh, after Boyd, we have um, uh, the one and the only Jersey Devil, the El Diablo de Jerse. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, this is Mike Iconelli coming on to talk Bass University. Woo! He's coming on. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. Uh, Bass University uh, going on uh, starting this weekend uh, in Kokomo, Indiana, at the uh, Wild Indiana Expo Show. And, uh, and we'll be there. That's Jan 14 and 15 at the, uh, at the Kokomo uh, Conference Center. Convention yes. Center? Conference. Just, Conference. just search something like that, and it's January 14th and yeah. 15th. Not, uh, not Hawaii. They're, yes, it, not, not the Beach Boys no. deal. No. Not at the Kokomo, but in Kokomo, Indiana. Right. That's going on. Um, January 14th and 15th, that's this weekend. Uh, bass fishing superstars there for the Bass University. They are not only there for the Bass University. They are giving seminars there. They're having meets and greets. Uh, get out there to Kokomo. Get out there. Hey, and beware, it is show season. So you must protect yourself from two things during fishing show season. Patch pirates and pro staff. Oops. Pro staff. See that finger I accidentally put up? Pro pro staff zombies. The Jersey Devils. Beware of them. Yeah. This is straight cast outdoor. Not the Jersey Devils. The Jersey Devils. Yeah, not those. Hey. Pat Remick, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. <laughs> We're coming back right after this with Terry Brown from Wired to Fish. Don't go nowhere. Yep. Compare and save. Book your next fishing trip, too. Learn from pros like Mike Iaconelli, Ish Monroe, Seth Fighter, Joe Booker, and more. The Chicagoland Fishing Travel and Outdoor Expo, January 26th through 29th at the Schaumburg Convention Center. Tickets at sportsshows.com. Welcome back, Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick, and uh, we're wired all night right here, just like Mick Jagger was about to tell us right there. And, and the reason is because uh, right here, right now, we got one of my heroes on the Skype machine, and we are bringing to you live right now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Terry Brown. Yeah. TB! Welcome to the show, Terry. Glad to be here. Glad to be. It's uh, one of those where I've been watching guys for a while now, and uh, I'm not sure what I'm up. Against. Yeah, we don't know even know what we're up against. So I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you there. We're just, we're just gonna we're we're gonna dance with who brung us, Terry. Okay. Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> hey, first off, okay. Now this is a puzzling um, situation here on this show because. Um, we are completely baffled by a phenomenon in bass fishing. And 
we talk about it frequently on this show, and I figure that if anybody out there in this Bassin universe knows the answer to this, it's you. So my question to you is, what the hell happened to Orlando Wilson? What well, happened? I am, I am the intergalactic bass fishing wizard. I you know, know Mark, that, yes. Mark Jeffries coined that for me and, and uh, had a lot of fun with that over the years. But Orlando Wilson was in the construction business okay. down by Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Yes. And he had, that, he had that TV show for a long, long time, but I've kind of lost track of him, honestly. I don't know if he's still in the construction business or just sitting out by his pond. Damn watching, it, Terry. watching the Orlando Wilson fishing show. This you know, is, I, I heard I, I I did some research. Me too. And I found that, but it, it was last updated, like 2007. He he owned a couple banks. The that, bank. That, that the were bank theory. I think this is a cold case file. I really do believe so. We need a, politics. Yeah, you know, I, come on. It's he, what? What's? Where's Orlando? I got to get Orlando on this show. Can you help me with that, Terry? I probably could find him. I tell you what, we got a lot of friends that are common friends. And, you know, if you remember his show, he was the rattle trap guy. I, I do. It didn't, it didn't matter if he was throwing it for a topwater bait. He was throwing a rattle trap. And, <laughs> and you know, he, he reeled real goofy and he had all kinds of goofy stuff that he did. But he was really a good fisherman. Actually fished BASS for a while. Yep. Yeah. He, I mean, he really, he really was. Pretty good it, numbers. But, it, I mean, it's a serious matter. We really need to know what happened to Orlando. All we know is that he hooked his boat onto the back of his truck. And then the last, that's the last we yeah. heard of him. That's the last we heard of him after what that. What a great song. Great song. It, it, is. it is. It's almost what? as good as the song. song. Yeah. Yep. It's almost what? as good as Zona and I's song. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> hey, let's go through a, a real quick uh, synopsis here. Uh, Terry, you've dabbled in everything that has to do with everything that we love in bass fishing. You're, you've been involved in Bass Master, Bass Times, The Greatest Angler Debate, Bass Fan, Bass Fan Radio, uh, the, uh, the TV, uh, the, the Classic Roundup, The Greatest Angler Debate, and now your latest endeavor, which is an immense success, Wired to Fish. What, what a resume, man. What a resume, well, Terry. That, what that says is I can't keep a job. That's what that says. <laughs> but, you know, in reality, in reality, I'm so passionate about what I do and how much I love this sport and love the anglers that participate in it. You know, I had a, I had a chance a long time ago to actually, you know, go out and do a little bit more of the fishing part. And I just decided that I really would rather cover it and ask the questions of the people that fished Versus be the guy that was the expert, and that's that's kind of how I started. Ann Lewis had had a big part in that with me. If you remember her, she was a, a PR person at Bass and and was down in Montgomery. Sure, really sure. fine lady. She has since passed, but and then Matt Vincent really got me my start as far as writing nationally with Bass Times. Okay, okay, and, and you know what? Let's go back to that. Uh, so the original. What was you, what was the original part? Where where did you first get into this industry? Well, it's funny because I did sports for a lot of years. I was a color analyst for basketball and football at a local radio station for a lot of years and did some TV as well. And it, I got a face for radio, so they put me back on radio. But what <laughs> happened was, what happened was, is that I said, we need an outdoor show here. We lived in a heartland. We've got great deer hunting and great bass fishing at times. And I said, we need an outdoor show. And they said, well, we need somebody to do it. I said, I'll do it. So we started this thing called Outdoors in McLean County, which was a, a weekly show. It was on multiple times during the week. And I started that way and then really started doing the writing bit and uh, the rest is kind of history because somebody recognized that, that, you know, I guess I was different. You know, I kind of write like I talk. Okay. 
and that's kind of different in our sport. You know, back then it was quotes and pictures and all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, what people really are looking for, and I think they still do today, is more of a blog type writing style. And I kind of had that a long time ago. I had a great English teacher in high school who said, write how you feel. And that's how I ended up doing it. Nice. And, and it conveys. I mean, it, it, you've conveyed to the to the masses in the bass fishing world uh, since day one. And um, we talked about the, the, the greatest angler debate, which uh, which was we, you and I talked earlier this week about the old ESPN outdoors blocks. And and I loved the greatest angler debate, man. I mean, that that was just a cool show. And well, you were the guy that watched it then, huh? I was, yes. <laughs> yeah, you were it. You were him. You were the guy. In, in fact, I still have, I, Terry, I have crates and crates, Tupperware crates of VHS tapes of old Bassmasters and, and, uh, and old ESPN outdoor blocks. And it's, uh, uh, I mean, I just, I love, I love to dig into the archives. You know, it's, it's a pretty cool deal of bass fishing history. But uh, uh, for those of you that don't remember the greatest angler debate, um, it took place uh, on ESPN Outdoors, and the winner ultimately was Rick Clun. It was Rick Clun, and who is who is everybody's favorite. I mean, that's uh, as far as historically. But if that greatest angler debate was going on right now, uh, who who would be the greatest angler? Well, you know, Rick had a good year last year because he won one again. So yeah. you know, he was you know he kind of added to his resume. But there's no doubt, no doubt in my mind it'd be Kevin. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because it kind of got down to them at the end, Roland and Kevin and, and Rick Clun. And based on the fact of the length of time Rick had been fishing and the many classics that he'd been to at that time, you know, that's why we all kind of went that way. But actually, the fans did the voting. And I was fortunate enough that on that show, Tim Tucker, who was a, a legend in my mind, uh, an icon that wrote for Bassmaster for all those years, was on that show. And uh, Skeet Reese and, of course, Tommy Martin. And Tommy Martin, just uh, I just got to talk to him last week. And and he's doing well. He had a heart attack, and he's doing really well and, and kicking around. And he's 77 years old and still fishing tournaments. But we we had a blast cutting up on that show because Zona, that was Zona's first gig. Yeah. That was his first TV gig. And uh, it was funny because we had to audition for it. They, they called us. I flew to Tulsa. We had to audition for it, and there was a lot of people that were auditioning for it. And for some unknown reason, I got chosen, and, man, I had a blast. I, I really look forward to that. I mean, I look back at it. A lot of fond memories, you know. It was a blast. It was a good time. You guys knocked it out. I, I loved it. it. Right now in in bass fishing, uh, there is a cycle that I go through to start my day every day. I'm a bass fishing freak, man. I'm not. I, if you can't tell, but the I start my day uh, with going through and reading about bass fishing. Um, I, I do a couple other things first, but that's definitely part of the morning. But but the <laughs> but the I read Bass Fan. I go uh, and I I read a lot of stuff from the Bass Blaster, and I also read the Wired to Fish. And those are those. That's my learning curve every day, and to see what's going on in the uh, in the bass fishing world. And you. With the wired to fish deal, it's um they they all differ. You know, all three of those those resources differ, and and I like a lot with the wired to fish is actually the videos of the pros, okay, the, and you guys giving that technique specific information. That's something we don't do on a show like this. It's this is mostly nonsense, Terry. But the but <laughs> with with wired to fish, um, you are getting the bare knuckles, um. 
that, that's pretty cool. Are you constantly learning as a bass fisherman? Yeah, I think I think I have a huge advantage. You know, I've, I'm in a, at the age now where I've been able to see all the new stuff first, really, on a lot of different things. And yeah, you know, you look at that group that you mentioned there—the bass pan, the wired to fish, and and you know the other things that you look at every morning. And what happens is, is that I was fortunate to be able to work with Jay Kumar. You know, he's got Bass Blaster now, yeah. and it's going well for him. We love Jay. Bass fan, bass fan was something that was Jay Kumar, Scott Laney, and I. And we just had this idea. Actually, Jay had the idea, and we kind of jumped on a couple days after he got it started. And that was a really good experience as well. And now at Wired to Fish, we wanted to be more how-to. You know, Bass Fan's more tournament coverage and covering people and, and you know, getting the scoop and getting the story and being first to market and all that stuff. We're really about, you know, with, Jay, with uh, Jason Seelock and Walker Smith and the guys that are here, we're really about trying to get ourselves in a position where we teach people how to fish better and how to catch more. And you do it. You, you you really do it. I mean, and, and there's a lot of knowledge at our fingertips that we can access uh, readily these days. And, and Wired to Fish is, is certainly a staple of, of that resource. Um, hey, uh, tell me a, uh, a bass fishing story, Terry. Tell me a bass fishing story. Well, I, I've got one that, that happened in a classic one time, and, and it, I'll, I'll start. It's probably going to be way too long for what you want, but Tommy, <laughs> Biffle, Tommy Biffle and I have been friends forever. And if you know Tommy, Tommy acts like he's kind of a crotchety, grouchy, irritable guy, but he's really not. He's got a great big heart. Yeah. And, and he said to me the second day of the classic, he was leading the first day, and he said to me the second day, was at High Rock Lake. He said, hey, fat boy. He said, guess <laughs> what? I got you the second day, and I'm going to go in a couple places I couldn't get in the other the, the first day because – I had an elderly gentleman. I figured I'd kill him. Well, that really makes me feel good about it. Wow. (laughs) So we started the first day out on some ledges, out on some ledges in the mouth of a creek. And I thought, well, heck, this isn't so bad. I can get used to this because Tommy is one of the craziest boat drivers you'll ever be with. It's just the end of the story is he's crazy. So we're fishing. He catches a limit. He has a limit that weighs about 12 pounds, and he knew he wanted to get in the back of the creeks and stuff. So he decided that, you know, we were going to do that. But he said, you know, I got to go to the bathroom. So we've got 40 boats on us, right? Yeah, drops of weight. Of have, both of us have to pee. Yeah, we really have to pee. I mean, it was one of those deals where, and and the best story ever is it probably would have been disqualified in today's standards, but Tommy says, get your life jacket on as quick as you can. So I put my life jacket on, and we ran through those people that were sitting there, and they were scattering like their hair was on fire, right? They're going all over everywhere. And we <laughs> pulled up about 100 yards from them. We both took a leak. Well, then he decides we're going to go in this creek. And he says, it's kind of hairy. He said, yesterday I tried getting in here, but I almost went in the timber. And I'm thinking the whole time, you know, we're going to go in the timber. That's what I thought. Well, we went in. We kind of turned on our side a little bit, kind of skipped because he had to raise the motor up to get in it. We skipped, and I'm about an arm's length from a tree. And we made it in there. He catches another three-pounder, so he's calling up. Well, that best part of the whole story is he said, I got another creek. And I'm thinking, do we have to do what we did before? He said, no. He said, it's got a beaver dam in front of it. And he said, we can... We can get in, I think. So we go to this beaver dam, and we creep our way over the top of the beaver dam, and we slide in. Well, there's this great big tree that this beaver had been chewing on. It's got all these branches on it, right? And when this, when we went over this tree, it turned like this and faced us. So we're in this creek. He catches another three-pounder, so he's got a really good limit of fish. And we had to get out. We had to get out. And we tried to you know get the motor, goose, 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 try to get over it, couldn't get over it. So he says, hey, fat boy, we got to push. Uh-oh. I looked at him. I said, Tommy, I said, there's one thing. I'm an observer. I'm just a press observer. I don't have to push. I don't have to do any of that stuff. So he gets out, gets in his underwear, and that is an ugly sight, I will tell you that oh, right now. Oh, boy. 
Okay, so he's in his toe. underwear trying to push the boat over the top of this brush pile and can't get it off. So he says, hey, you got to get in. So I'm in my underwear. And this is a really ugly sight. So I get in my underwear. And me and he and I are in our underwear pushing this boat over the top of the Is there seat. footage of this? Do you have pictures oh, or anything? But there was a thing called the goodies, goodies paint of the day powder thing was 500 bucks. We didn't want anybody to know. Okay. So we ended up pushing it over the thing. He said, put your life jacket on, we'll start the motor when we got over the top of it. So when he does that, I have only my life jacket on. He starts the engine up. I have my clothes folded in a nice, neat pile. You know, right next to the side of the boat. <laughs> he goosed the engine and about 650 gallons of sticks and weeds and everything went right on my clothes. <laughs> so we get out of there and we come around the corner. And that's, if you remember that classic, that's the one where Swindle got caught on the sandbar. And he was in his underwear that ESPN had was filming him about yes. 100 yards from where we were. So I was glad Swindle's in good shape. So, you know, it was okay to him, him being in his underwear. I went to the Bassmaster Classic in my underwear in a Helly Hansen rain suit. That's the truth. That is exactly the way wow. it went down. You know what they call that? Confidence. That That is confidence right there. That was the one Denny won, actually. Denny yeah. Brower won it. Yeah. That's a fish story. 98. That's a fish story from Terry Brown. Hey, Terry, we, we got we to play a game before you go. Are you ready oh. to play a game? Sure. My producer's flagging me down, but let's we play games here on the right. uh, on the Straight Cash Show, and uh, and and this is a word association game. So I'm going to throw out a word or a couple words at you, and you hit me back real quick with whatever the first thing that pops in your brain is. Okay. Sounds scary, but Are I'll you, do it. Let's do this. We can do this right. together, Terry. All right, you All ready? Right. Gotcha. Ah, yes. Word association with Terry Brown from Wired to Fish. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. The first one, old stump jumper, old stump jumper. Uh, Bo Dowden. Bo Dowden, yes. High five me for Bo Dowden. Yeah. The uh, Olympics. Nineteen eighty. Yes. <laughs> a jig is a jig is a jig is a jig. Tommy Biffle. Ta- Tommy Biffle. I'm thinking Bass Fan Radio. Gary Klein. A jig is it? That's one of my favorite episodes you ever did. I can talk 45 minutes with Gary about a jig. Of course he can. I get him on the phone, I talk 45 minutes. He's another good one. So's Brower. Absolutely they are. Bassin Badass. Bassin Badass. I'd have to give that to Ike. Ike. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I think he's a lot softer than he used to be. But he, he used to be, everybody was scared to death of him, even back in the Federation days. And, you know, he acted like he was a badass, but yeah, he's got a soft heart and got kids now, and he's he's getting soft in his old age. I'll, when he's coming on later, we'll tell him you said that, that he's the Please best do. and badass. Please do. Please do. Uh, sign of the times. Sign of the times. Aluminum boats and, and professional bass fishing. Wow. Nice. I like that answer right there. The worst liar. Oh, boy, there's so many. Oh, man. Um <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all professionals at it. Then really, they don't call it lying, Pat. They call it embellishment. Embellishment. Uh, I gotta think that you know probably George Cochran because George Ooh. George's an old buddy, and you know he said he was catching them on a Strike King jerkbait one time, and they got close up to the camera, and it was a lucky. It was a lucky lucky craft. We saw it. Yep, <laughs> that's okay. We, we still love George. We still. Love uh, I George. love him to death. Good guy. The future of bass fishing. One word. Whatever you want, bud. Uh, I think I think it's. Uh, Honestly, I think it's a, a lot of change in this upcoming year. I think it's really going to be scary, some of the change, but I think it's all going to be positive. You know, I've been looking for that next thing. You know, we, I started high school fishing in Illinois, and, and we started with 2,400 kids, and we got about sixteen or 17,000 now that participate in fishing in high school. Wow. And what happened is I think the future is really, really bright, but there's going to be some changes, I think, in this upcoming year 
it's going to be a little bit scary for some people, like a pure fishing thing and some of the things that are going on there. Sure, sure. Hey, Terry, I just want to tell you thank you because um, you, you you truly are an influence uh, to me, and, and your whole uh, Bass Fan Radio thing uh, was what inspired me to, to do uh, the original Bass Buzz Radio show that I did, and uh, and, and I owe you a lot, man. I, I, I'm being completely honest with you. I thank you so much. Well, you know, that's, that's really nice of you to say, you know, I, I'm just a guy from normal Illinois that's trying to do right. And, you know, what's funny is, is that as you get older, what you find out, it's not so much about your ego and what you do anymore. It's about how you can help others. And that's kind of what I've dedicated my life to. And, you know, I, the things I do today are just trying to help other people be successful. And I, if I helped you in, a, in the smallest way, it means a lot to me that you said that. You sure did. And you're still helping people with this Wired to Fish deal. Hey, you can find uh, Terry Brown uh, on Instagram, look for Terry Brown. Also, of course, wiredtofish.com, wired to fish on Instagram and wired to fish on Facebook. Thank you so much, Terry, for, for coming on the show. And we got we gotta do this again sometime. I could literally talk to you for hours. Well, do do me a favor with the knuckleheads you got following up behind me. Make sure you give them a little bit of guff for me. Just make something up, Pat. I know you can do that. Yes. And, you know, especially Boyd and Ike and Pat and Pete. They're all three knuckleheads and, and honestly, great friends. And, and give them a little crap. Say I said something or whatever. Feel free to use that. I, I am certainly going to do that. Thank you for your blessing. <laughs> well, you guys are the greatest. Keep up what you're doing. You're working hard at this, and we need more people like you guys doing what you're doing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Terry Brown, Wired to Fish. Thanks, Terry. We will catch you next time right here on Stray Cast. Yes. Right there, Terry Brown. Hey, awesome. keep it locked. When we get back, it's uh, the uh, 2007 Bassmaster Classic champion, Boyd Duckett, bass buzzing with us right here on Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Put down those shallow water anchors and don't you go nowhere. It's about to get wild.